We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. Coming at you Wednesday, September 21st. And it is Wednesday, so I'm joined by Chase Frederick of the Pioneer Press. He's joining me every Wednesday this season. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the top 100 lists that have started to kind of float around the internet this week. CBS Sports released their full top 100 list on Tuesday, so we'll kind of use that as a guideline. ESPN, we're recording this. Wednesday morning ESPN's list isn't all the way out. It's kind of, I guess, trickling out over the course of days. So we'll dig into both of those, again, using CBS Sports, uh, their list as our main thing. But Jace Frederick, how are you doing? Are you, and are you a list guy? No, I, the list bothered me because, like, it, there are so many different caveats in basketball, of, like what matters most, what makes somebody more valuable than another player objectively, like what somebody has to do within their team. Like mm-hmm. that player does this role for a much better team. Are they a better player than somebody else who just scores, you know, 20 points or whatever for this terrible team? Like, so I don't love it because it's, it, it is so subjective in the way that like, right. if you think about basketball in different ways, it, it's so easy to move guy up or down 20 spots. Um, I do think we're safe in that ESPN is done with their wolves. Uh, yes, they are down to their right. top 10 players. So unless they think really highly of Jordan McDaniels, yeah, Jordan, McLaughlin, whatever, <laughs> um, I did, like stunningly highly. I think we're pretty good on both of those, but it's even interesting, like CBS and ESPN, like they have the disparities there, like of guys hey. who you would think are going to be pretty high up and whatnot. They're like pretty significantly like, Oh, he's up 10 spots. They think he's mm-hmm. better than this guy and this guy and this guy. Uh, I don't, I don't love them, but I will say before training camp starts, I'm happy they're out, so we have something to talk about. <laughs> exactly. I was like, ooh, here's a, here's a Wednesday topic. I, I think too, like with with lists, it's like if if you and I made a top 100 list, and then we were able to like delete our brains from remembering that we were the ones who made the top 100 list. Right. We look we, at our top 100 list. And yeah. be like, Wait, I don't know. Is this actually a good idea that that uh, Buddy Heald is? <laughs> I don't know. Like they're just yeah. they're just funny. They're just funny and they're subjective. And ESPN's is like if you read it, they're like two hundred people like contributed voted to, on it to this. They ranking. all vote on it. Yeah, and I'm like, to a couple people at ESPN, and some people are like, <laughs> I didn't vote on that. Uh, yeah, you know, right, so right. exactly who did? I don't know. But well, and it's I mean obviously ESPN has some 
very smart basketball people that I think would be good at making a list. I'm but not if sure there's they 200, have 200. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you have some people who probably shouldn't be voting on that list. Right, Almost right. certainly ESPN out of the 200 had people who should not have been voting on that list, you know? Yeah. And that's it just, just kind gets of the watered way. Down. I've been part of enough polls where <laughs> I look at the end result and I'm like, this looks nothing like mine. And maybe I'm the one who shouldn't be voting or maybe other people, people shouldn't be voting. But I'm like on this panel and these don't represent what I think at all. Of, and so, this list sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> And like, and I think with all of these lists, you should make it very clear in your description. Like, what did you value most in it? Because if yeah. I was making a top 100, it would be who it would be like kind of on winners and like who does the most in the playoffs that helps you win games when it actually mm -hmm. matters most. Like, that's what I would make my list on. I understand it wouldn't be everybody's list, but that's kind of how I look at everybody from all their things. Um, and certainly that's going to lead to discrepancies right there alone. Yeah. And I, I think what they are trying to do without explicitly putting out there is ranking players for this season, you know? Yeah. So it, it's not, you know, I'm, they'll do a futures ranking thing in the middle of the year or whatever, but it's, these lists are aimed at, you know, quantifying who would be the best players this season, or will you be better or worse on the ladder than, than that player this season? So that that's kind of the lens I'm looking at it in and determining like, Ant, obviously that'll come up where he's, you know, he's 21. So he's, he's lower than some guys. Obviously if we're doing full career rankings, it would, it would be higher. Rudy's maybe on the other end of that being as he's 30. I, I don't know. Um, but we're, we're looking at it for, for this year alone. And let's, let's start with the, start with the center position, which is weird to just still kind of process that Carl is not on that list. It's uh it's Rudy Gobert um, for the wolves. And he came in, at 29th in, in CBS's list. And we're going to kind of focus on the CBS list because what I like that they did is they also just did 22 deep rankings at each position. Yeah. And, and that that's a little bit easier for me to like process. It's a little apples to oranges to like compare Rudy Gobert to Chris Paul or, or something like that. Just, just such, such different positions. So Rudy Gobert 29th in CBS 18th, on ESPN and in CBS's position rankings of the 22 centers, Gobert comes in fourth. It goes Jokic, Embiid. They put Anthony Davis as a center. Gobert is four. Bam Adebayo is five. And then DeMontis Sabonis is six. So just what's your initial reaction to that, to that top five? And then how did you feel that Rudy fairly or didn't fairly fit into that? Yeah, I think when you look at a center ranking, you automatically think like, okay, if Cat's removed, Gobert is three because he's after mm -hmm. um, Jokic and Embiid. And then you're like fourth, but then you see they count Anthony Davis as a center. It's like, okay, sure, mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, I think most of us count Anthony Davis as a power forward, but that's fine. The one interesting thing we can get to this is like CBS has Bam Adebayo as a worse center, fifth, Rudy fourth. <laughs> Overall, Bam Adebayo 28th, Rudy Gobert 29th. It's like, huh? What? Like, I, 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 I understand, like, sense. <laughs> yeah, between the two, like, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think you can make an argument either way, but maybe, like, have them align. Uh, <laughs> that would make sense to me. Uh, but, like, I, I do think it is kind of fringy. Like, to me, that's what I'm looking at, is, like, Adebayo versus Gobert. That's kind of mm -hmm. how I look at it. And, like, it's the one where if I was doing it, I would put Bam ahead of Gobert only because, like, Rudy Gobert is a better regular season player than Bam Adebayo. Mm -hmm. Like, hands down, I would say. But in the playoffs because of the different things teams can do and like how versatility and, and switching and like, and just having like different matchups, 
mm-hmm. at a bio, I think is so much more useful, such much more kind of a utility weapon um, that I value what he brings more than I more than what Rudy Gobert brings. Both great players, but different mm-hmm. things. And I would rather have at a bio skill set at the end of the day. But other than that, I think, yeah, those are the top five for sure. If you're going to put AD in there, top four, if you're going to take AD out. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's about the question of regular season wins playoff, you know, versus playoff wins. Obviously, if you fall more in the, the skeptical side of Gobert's playoff impact versus regular season impact, I think the more skeptical people will put Gobert behind both AD and BAM. Um, but I, I do think that from a regular season standpoint, uh, the, the argument should probably be that Gobert is clearly ahead of Davis and Bam. Yes. Maybe, yep. I agree with you. I think he's ahead of Davis for sure, too. And, I mean, and, and now if you could guarantee me that both Davis and Gobert play 75 games this season, you know, is that closer? I might even still go with Gobert at that point just because I think I would. Because Gobert is, I mean, that's that's been his bread and butter, right? I mean, that he's been a dominant regular season player. Um, so yeah, I, I, I obviously I don't think you can really Embiid and Jokic are pretty unassailable at this point as um, as as the top two. So I was just kind of looking at that at that three, four, five. I think Gobert is clearly in a tier way ahead of Demontis Sabonis. So it's it's just kind of three, four, five. I was curious though. So we, we talk about the regular season, the versus the playoff impact. I think we both agree that from a regular season standpoint, on this Wolves roster specifically, Gobert would lead to the most regular season wins. But if we're just talking about championship equity and you could trade Gobert for Davis, do the Wolves' odds of winning the championship this season go up? And then same question for Bam. I think at this point, and this sounds dumb because Davis, you know, won a championship in 2020. But I think Bam is the most championship-friendly center. Um, I think that's who would bump the odds the most out of those three. Um, I'm not sure. Like, Davis and Gobert is interesting. I don't know if a Davis-Cat... It would give teams fits for sure. Um, but then I also think they would kind of be mitigating one another's offensive impact to some degree. Um, and then defensively, I mean, I just... I. I don't know where they would be at physicality wise if they could hold up in certain matchups. So I actually think I would go Bam would help more than Gobert. I think maybe Gobert would help more than Davis specifically with the Wolves roster. Um, so putting Davis last sounds silly because, you know, at his best, you know, people could argue he's a top five player if he's healthy, but right. I don't, I don't know how he fits in on this team and how that would work. So I would go Bam, Gobert, Davis. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm willing to be proven wrong. I don't, I don't. This is so speculative. Yeah. yeah. I don't put the Wolves in in a championship equity conversation, really. Right. Period for for this season. Um, But why not? We should get to that, too, eventually. Go ahead with this first. But. okay, Uh, I I think just with Anthony Davis, there's there's a world, a decently possible world that, you know, he's a top three, five player in the league this season. Um, I think that's harder to say with Gobert. Um, and, and, and just so does do the Wolves have a half a percent chance of winning the title this season? Does that go up to one or two percent if they have Anthony Davis instead of Rudy Gobert? I think so. 
Um, but you still have all this, the same questions of what, like what you said, why are the wolves not a, a playoff team this year? It's because we haven't seen it. Right. Or, or we haven't, or are they not a championship team? We can't yeah. really, we can't really picture this team yet. And the same would be true if Anthony Davis was on this team, right? It, it would still be Carl playing alongside a dominant center that we haven't seen before. It'd be a different look for Ant, different look for D'Lo, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel Rudy clearly is the best bet to be a regular season impact player. And and then Anthony Davis, I think, is gives you the most championship equity. Bam and Rudy, I think I'd take Rudy over Bam in both, actually. Okay. Um, I, I'm just... I'm less on the like Rudy is limited in the playoffs belief uh, like or like from a defensive getting played off the floor by five yeah. out, yada, yada. The, the thing we've talked about a million times, I, I'm not saying that's nothing. I don't think that's a huge thing. Um, but, you know, Bam, Bam isn't a extremely dynamic offensive player either. You know, he's not he's not spacing the floor. You have a, you'd have a lot of the same problems as Cat and Gobert. Um, in, in that sort of way, you know, maybe Bam can operate and create, definitely can operate and create from the mid-range, kind of attacking the basket more than Rudy can. But I don't know, maybe those two are like close from a championship. I don't think it, it moves. If you switched out Bam for Gobert, I don't think the odds that the Wolves win a championship this season goes up. I think it's about about the same, maybe slightly lower. Sure. I, I definitely think it's gotten to the point where a lot of people think Bam is ab- about as good as Rudy defensively. I don't, I, I don't think he's... Um, usurped them yet mm-hmm. certainly, but uh, and then Bam is unquestionably a better offensive player. Yeah. Uh, there are there are definitely even NBA people, and I don't agree with this, but there are NBA people who think Bam out of bio is the driving force of that Miami team and not Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, so that's so like just putting building in some percentage that those people are right. Um, then yeah. Bam would be a better postseason player than Rudy because Rudy has not done that. The Rudy playoff thing, like, yeah, we talked about it before. We'll talk about it again as the time <laughs> approaches and even throughout the year. But, like, this is going to be the prove a year for that because, you know, the argument about Utah just not having built any defensive talent at all around <laughs> Gobert right, yeah. and, and, and just and just having to entirely rely on him. What we've seen, like, Minnesota has – they're not a great defensive team or they weren't, but they were solid um, and they had some good defenders. So, like, if that rears its head again – now it's yeah. like, okay, well, sure, you would need like Boston for Rudy mm-hmm. to be like a, a good defensive player, or like an elite defensive player in the playoffs. So that'll show itself this season. Um, but yes. yeah, that's still a question mark. This episode is brought to you by Land and Lore, the premier men's skincare brand that everyone is talking about. Finally, men are starting to realize that how you look determines how you feel and how you feel determines your mindset for success. If you've never tried a skincare product made for men, you have no idea how amazing you can look and feel. So if you've been one of the guys using a bar of soap, it's time to upgrade. Land and Lore is made with all natural botanicals, nutrients, and essential oils. It's safe, easy to use, feels, and smells amazing. Land and Lore guarantees if your face doesn't both feel better and look better in 14 days, they'll give you a refund, no questions asked. The company is founded by Mark Haysbrook, who started and then sold Hayneedle.com to Mark Laurie. So a bit of a Timberwolves connection here as well. But the primary reason to try Land and Lore is because everyone loves it. There's no risk. And you get a 15% discount by using Dane MBA at checkout. I've personally started using both the shower kit and the face kit, and I love it. I've never really used skincare stuff before, but now that I've used Land and Lore, I'll never not use skincare. I just feel better. So check out landandlore.com today before they sell out. Again, that's Dane NBA, no spaces for 15% off at landandlore.com. That's L A N D 
L-O-R-E.com. All right, let's move on to Power Forward. Um, Carl Anthony Towns comes in at 20 uh, on CBS's list, 13th on ESPN's list, and Cat on CBS Sports's Power Forward list comes in fifth. It goes Giannis, KD, LeBron, Zion at four, Cat at five, and then I think it's a pretty clear teardrop where they go Siakam, Draymond, Jaron Jackson Jr., Evan Mobley. So kind of the, the same thing there where I think you can argue maybe a spot for Cat um, versus Zion. I don't think you could push Cat any lower on, on that power forward list. How do you feel about the, I mean, this is a tough one, but how do you feel about Cat versus Zion? That's a kind of unanswerable question. It is unanswerable. Like how, <laughs> I, I am like just the amount of equity or credit that Zion is given for still a relatively small sample size that has hardly led to any winning basketball in the NBA uh, is I understand the potential. I see like what he could be like. We've seen the flashes of that, but it, I mean, if you're not going to be a catalyst for winning in the NBA at any point in your career yet because of injuries, like why are we going to vault you into being one of the best players in the NBA? But that's what they all did in these rankings. Like, like, You can say Cat hasn't proven it enough on like the biggest stages, like, but he's there's a bigger sample size even there than Zion has. Like, right. it's, it all seems so speculative. I'm I'm kind of stunned at how much I don't know, like equity they give Zion in these things without that I think is frankly unearned. Yeah, it's even like even do like Zion versus Ant comparison. Yeah, um, like Ant has done more in the playoffs or like, right, you know, right. or in, impactful. Games. We've seen it. We've seen it, you know, mm-hmm. like in that. And stage. he got, and, and Ant delivered. Like, yeah. not only we saw him in the, like we've seen Carl in the playoffs, a mixed bag of results in, I think 11 playoff games that, that he's played in, in his career. But like in those six games, but Ant had four good games, five good games, one bad game. Is that right? I mean, he, he, and delivered in in his first playoffs. We haven't yep. even seen Zion do anything like that in in his career. So I, I don't know. It, at the same time, am I pounding the table for Cat over Zion on that list? I I don't know. I, I feel pretty good overall about Cat being somewhere around twentieth overall. That's kind of what I've I've kind of always viewed Cat as like. I don't know, like 17, 18, 19, something like that. Like, I don't, I don't think 20s low 13th on ESPNs feels a little bit high to me for cat for a lot of the same reasons. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, the Zion cat one was, was interesting. Where do you feel about cat? Like just in the, take the ESPN one where he's 13. He's like above Jimmy Butler. Yeah. That's wild to me. Um, there are a few guys on this list where it's like, okay, well, you, you guys- said, you said like, you're the type that's going to, reward playoff impact. right right and, and we've and like you talked about mixed bag like if it's a halloween bag cats had a lot more like black lookers than twix in the in his playoff bag like it's uh there have been a few good showings there's a few times where it's like okay he can play playoff basketball but doesn't do it consistently uh lost mm-hmm. his head way too much even in this memphis series like took him way too long to figure it out and get into the groove of the series and even then like it wasn't good enough um yeah so i don't i don't know um I'm I think that's stunningly high. Like Cat will produce some prolific numbers. I expect that probably to, you know, just keep keep rolling into this season. He consistently gets better and better offensively. But like for somebody who has not shown it on the most important stages to be 13th, to be ahead of Paul George, Damian Lillard, 
Jimmy Butler, like to me, that is that's giving him a lot of credit. I think CBS's ranking of 20th is far more indicative of what he's done to this point in his career. Because I don't, I don't look at it and say Cat is for sure going to deliver in the playoffs this next year. Like I don't know. Um, you know, he has to continue to grow and change, and we know what has to change in his game uh, that hasn't that he hasn't gotten there yet with. And we don't. I to just assume it's going to happen. I think is quite a leap of faith. Yeah, and, and I think one more thing on the Zion <clears throat> comparison there is: is he a top ten player on ESPN? Has he or was he below that for Zion? Um, I don't know. You you pull it up while I say this. Okay. Um. I, I think that that if even if we say Zion's going to play 70 games this year, the amount of defense I would expect Zion to produce this season is worse than what Cat's defense was last year. I think that's a decent... I mean, I don't know. You, me, people listening to this and follow the Wolves closely, I think know that Cat was more impactful defensively last season than he has been previously in his career. And... I, I would say probably above average for a big, around average. I don't think you can bank on on Zion being that. So, so to rank Zion higher than Cat, I think you're saying he's going to be a, I don't know, it's significantly more better offensive player. But you're you're saying he's going to be a better offensive player than Cat or more off impactful, which is which is hard to do anyway. I, yeah, right. So, okay, I, I will say I think it's dumb that it's above cap. I do too. I think so do it. I. Yeah. So do I. I mean, that is that is saying like he is going to come back and mm-hmm. just transcend basketball and like be a significantly better player that, even than he and was maybe before. and, and it's maybe possible. But I'm just, just not taking that bet. Yeah, just it's one thing to assume a guy's going to make a leap. It's another thing to assume a guy we haven't even seen play right. um, in a right. long time is going to make a leap. He was 40 on ESPN's list for Zion, so they were not giving him nearly the credit. Okay. Um, that, Yes, did um, and 40 that 40 makes way more sense to me for a guy that mm-hmm. we haven't seen in a while and we haven't ever seen like play in the playoffs or anything yeah let your let yourself it's one of those situations where like let's underrank this guy rather than over right that, that's how right. that's how i would approach it um small forward no wolves make the uh the cbs or the espn um list i think we expected that but i do again yeah. like how cbs went 22 deep at the small forward position yep. jade mcdaniels doesn't make that uh that top 22 either, but I put down on the the outline for you too. Like the guys 22 through 17, you could say that Jaden's kind of in that mix. Uh, Herb Jones is 17. Gordon Hayward's 18. Dylan Brooks, 19. Lou Dort, 20. Joe Harris, 21. Franz Wagner, 22. I get why Jaden isn't in there. I mean, I, I, I think about him as a, similar level defender as as Herb Jones with potential to be a significantly better offensive player than Herb Jones this year but at the same time like still some of Jaden's defensive impact that we give him credit for is a little like wishful he yeah. he still is i mean really good really good defender but a prolific fouler um which yep. is a limited his ability to be on the floor so i i get it i i think but I think you can make a case that he's in the Lou Dort, Herb Jones class of more defense than offense, small forwards, and those guys make the list, and and he doesn't. I I, I get it, but uh, what what's your reaction to Jade not making those twenty two? Um, I totally understand why he's not in the twenty two. Um, Herb Jones <laughs> was pretty high for like uh yeah. what he did last year. He was yeah a, a really good defensive player, but I'm I'm with you that. You know, if Jay, if he's 17, now you're thinking Jaden should be 22. But then I look at like 
Gordon Hayward, the Wolves are better this year with Gordon Hayward than Jane McDaniels, yeah. probably. Um, Dylan Brooks is... I, I would know, say they're better with Dylan Brooks, too, probably. I mean, I know yeah, he's a... probably. Dort, I think they're probably yeah. better. Uh, Joe Harris is the only person who I would take out of this list and be like, uh, I think I might rather have Jane McDaniels on my team than Joe Harris. Like, I understand he's a really good shooter, but, like, Mm-hmm. He's kind. He's a limited player too. Um, Franz mm-hmm. Wagner, after watching uh, Eurobasket, I think should be like four on this list. So. <laughs> I think I agree with that too. Yes, he should be above Jaden. Do you think? Uh, how high do you think Jaden could get on this list? Sure. Months in, from now, in terms of like asset that Jaden is versus these other guys, now you're looking at like, oh, he's yeah. in the top. You know, maybe sixteen, seventeen. Um, I don't know. You get down to like 16 and like Harrison Barnes. It's like right. Harrison Barnes is going to be better than Jane McDaniels this year. Um, yeah. But, so but, I don't but know. But next so, year, if, if, if Jaden does, if Jaden does quell some of the fouling stuff and he shows a little bit more of an offensive bag, like I think, I think you have him above Herb Jones. At, yes. No, at, that's at, for sure. At, at that's, that point, that's like probably around 15. That's, yeah. That's around where I am on the list. He'd be in the top 17, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, harder and, with some of these other guys, but yeah, and you're right. Like that when that's not what we're talking about here, but as an asset, like just these guys on the, like Franz Wagner's on a rookie deal. Joe Harris was, he make like 16 million. Lou Dort was, he make like 12 Brooks, I think makes 12. I think Gordon Hayward makes like 30. Herb Jones is on a super cheap contract too, but Jaden makes like two or 3 million or something like that. So from a financial asset, like Jade, if we were ranking the power forwards as future assets, like, uh, Jaden McDaniels might be close to like 10. I right. I, I think, but that's that's not what we're doing here. Let's uh let's move on to uh shooting guard. Uh Anthony Edwards comes in at 32nd overall uh for CBS. ESPN has him at 25, which we've heard bantered about a lot that the Wolves have three top 25 players on ESPN's list. The only team, I believe, that has three top 25 players. But let's let's look at the Let's look at Ant in the context of the shooting guard position from CBS Sports. They have Devin Booker, one, Donovan Mitchell, two, Zach Levine, three, Bradley Beal, four, Anthony Edwards, five, DeJounte Murray, six. Then again, I think maybe a teardrop. Clay Thompson goes is seven. Desmond Bain, eight. Jordan Poole, Gary Trent Jr., Tyler Hero. That's the that's the top 11 there. Can you make an argument that Ant should be higher than five on that shooting guard list? Um, not based off last year. Um, if we're going off into this next year, like, like yeah, I think predicting the season. I, yeah. Okay. I think he could be, I, think, I, mean, you could, I think you could honestly argue as high as two. Hmm. Wow. For this next year. Like, I, I mean, I, I do think he could be like, yeah, as I, I, I usurp Donovan Mitchell, um, and maybe even, maybe even be better than Bradley Beal. Um, it's hard because Beal's just not on a winning basketball team, and I'm not sure. But I just think Ant can be a better defender than all these players. Um, and we'll see if he gets to that point consistently. But I don't think he can be a better player than Devin Booker, who is, yeah. you know, like an MVP candidate, one of the best players on, you know, maybe the best player on one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, but I do think just like his two way ability, he could at mm-hmm. his, Highest of heights get to number two on this list. Yeah, I mean, I, from Ant from a defense defensive perspective, I think is one of the most interesting things this season. Uh, we saw defensive growth from Ant last year for sure, uh, but it was in a pretty specific scheme, a pretty specific like let him play free safety, go for picks all the time 
uh, sort of defensive setup, which I that will not be 100% of his defensive role this season. So I think right. if Ant shows defensively in a more a more structured defensive scheme with, with Rudy in the mix that he's still kind of like that level of defender that he showed last season, then yeah, I think you have a, I think you have a case to, to move him up higher on this list. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't go either way with it. I think to, to, to some people, maybe even to what you're saying, like that. I was going really... like the highest of highs, you know, okay, like okay. I would not, I would not have him at two on this list. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I think you're probably a little bit more of an ant defensive believer than I am. And I'm totally willing to cop to the fact that I just have too many clips from his rookie year defensively, like burned into my mind where I'm like, he doesn't really look like a player who no, I mean, straight up doesn't really look like he knows where to be. Um, it got, that got better last season, but I think that what I'm trying to say long windedly is ants case for being higher on this list is, is not about offense. He's, offensively got the game to be in the the mix with any of these guys, but the players above him on the list aren't great defenders either. Donovan Mitchell right. at two is not a great defender. I think Zach Levine's become a better defender yep. since he left Minnesota, but he's not above average at that position. I, I think Beals started to get a little underrated. I mean, as That's what happens nature. when we never, ever see exactly. play in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. And, and and again, like you said, that's what that's what you're really valuing on this list. For me, the way I look at it, if I'm making a case for Ant to be higher of those Booker, Mitchell, Levine, Beal, the player I would have Ant usurp, I think first would be Levine. Sure. Um, and and I don't know. I mean, Zach was hurt last year. I probably had I'm, a little bit of too much of that in my mind. I just but. I just want to see a healthy Zach Levine for a season. But yeah, that yeah. that it's part of it too, though. Like staying. Yeah, he, he deserves a knock. Zach deserves a knock for that. Yeah, yeah. And and Ant, you know, it is patella thing or whatever. But he's twenty one. Like, there's there's just right. not the the same amount of injury uh, concern there. I I thought it was significant in these though, like from a style of player, like just that bucket getter on offense that Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero are. I thought it was good. I, I think deservedly so. Ant was significantly higher than Jordan Poole, who was nine on this list, or Tyler Hero, who was 11 on this list. Um, I think I think Ant deserves that. And, and that's really the stride in the league I think he made last season. I, I think Ant and Tyler Hero going into last year, most people would have said Tyler Hero over him. And now I think deserve and, and Tyler Hero had a good year, but I think Ant deservedly made a, a bit of a leap there. That that makes sense that he should be significantly higher than them. Desmond Bain is the one where if I was looking down and trying to make an argument that somebody below him is in Ant's tier, I'm just a I'm a pretty big fan of Bain's yep, game. That would be that'd be the one I'd look at. And he came in at eight. He's 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 just consistently an underrated player. Um and we we got a really good look at him, obviously in that playoff yeah. series. But he like if you are being subjective, hmm. <laughs> Desmond Bain is a better player than Clay Thompson at this point in their careers. Oh, for sure, like, for it's sure. not even objective. it's not even yeah it's not even close. Yes. Uh, but I would just say looking at this shooting guard list with what CBS determines or defines as a shooting guard, 
what a shallow position. Like <laughs> Jordan Poole at number nine. Like I remember, like you don't remember the highlights from last year, but they like didn't play him in the finals. I was going like, to say, it, it was like minutes per game? player. Yeah, it was like 14, <laughs> yeah. 13 minutes in a lot of these games because mm-hmm. they basically said like, nope, not him. We can't mm-hmm. win in this matchup with him. Uh, and top Which is a case for position. Ant too. Ant, Ant in that playoff series was not, against Memphis was not a defensive liability, if no. anything, particularly in that series. He was pretty awesome defensively and really took the jaw challenge, that one play aside that cost them, what was that game? Game five. Game five yep. in Memphis. Yep. Um, but yeah, but Ant, Ant is, I, I was kind of shitting on his defense. That's not what I mean. I just, for him to really be viewed as an elite shooting guard in this league, right behind Devin Booker a year from now, I think... Uh, it's going to be because the offense grows some and the defense kind of solidifies itself. You're like, oh yeah, Ant is for sure a two-way player. I think he's kind of like speculatively a regular season two-way player at this point. Yeah, I agree. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, let's do uh, point guard. This is the more, I, guess, I think, juiciest one as it <laughs> pertains to the Wolves. Uh, D'Angelo Russell did not make CBS's top 100 list. He did come in at 93rd um, on, on ESPN's list. We can talk about that. But at the point guard position, again, CBS goes 22 players deep. And and D'Lo did not make their their top 22 what was actually you you tweeted that out a couple days ago like what was your initial reaction to seeing that when it happened yeah so when i first when i was like top 22 i was like really like jeans like he's not a top 22 point guard but then i look at the list and i go yeah i don't know i don't know who on this list i'm like dilo's definitely better than that dude um right a lot of guys get the point guard label like ben simmons gets the point guard label cj mccollum who is objectively a shooting guard in my mind i gets the point guard label you know so like when you see who's on the list mm-hmm. yeah i don't i, I it's have the really opposite of the shooting guard position against. exactly right shooting it's guard deep. if dilo was on the shooting guard list he'd be like 13 uh, <laughs> right. but uh, but on this list of point guards 
Top 22, Darren Fox is number 22. And I think mm-hmm. he is a very imperfect player, but D'Angelo Russell is also a very imperfect player. I mean, just pure production, Darren Fox has more of it consistently. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't have any problem with it, frankly. When you actually lay out who the guys are, um, mm-hmm. it makes sense to me. Yeah, and so he, here's who those guys are. At 22 is Darren Fox, 21, Jalen Brunson, 20, Tyrese Halliburton, 19, Tyrese Maxey, 18, Marcus Smart, 17, CJ McCollum. So if you're sitting there saying it's ridiculous, not you, listener, sitting there, it's ridiculous that D'Lo isn't in the top 22. Those are the guys he would, you know, he would need to jump to to be on that list. And I I put this in the, the outline, too, and where a lot of those guys, Fox, Brunson, Halliburton, Maxey, McCollum, they are high end offensive players like they're all they all come in in offensive estimated plus minus is like the 85th percentile or above and then they're below average defenders which is Delos mold too like Delos is the same thing last season he was 94th percentile offense 23rd percentile defense 82nd percentile overall that's the same statistical mold as Fox Brunson Halliburton Maxi McCollum so I I think you can make an argument that that he's in in that mix there of of those players. I found De'Aaron Fox to be a pretty unimpressive player last season. Obviously, that's I'm watching significantly more of the Wolves. I think I became to understand D'Lo's virtues uh, alongside his you know his weaknesses. Watching him every game for for a full season last year, so I don't know where I would put D'Lo or like exactly in that in that 17 to 22 but I I think you can make an argument that he belongs above both De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and you know we'll see what Brunson looks like in in New York but I I think D'Lo D'Lo at least belong deserves to be 23 on this list I yeah sure in, in my opinion right like right behind right behind these guys I will yeah, I say mean, though, Jace, with the the ESPN list, they had this. They have D'Lo ninety three, and now the ESPN list is not by position. The three guys ahead of D'Angelo Russell on that list are Christian Wood, Anthony Simons, and Buddy Heald. Like Simons, you could say okay, young and up, up, up and coming player, but man, Christian Wood and Buddy Heald are not that special of players. And okay, but I think you CB- could put D'Lo above that. CBS ranks Christian Wood in their top 100 and D'Lo is not in it. So he's above him in that one too. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, I don't disagree with you, but that clearly is, I guess, the national perception if two groups have it. Um, mm-hmm. True. Look, I think the lasting memory probably for a lot of people, because, you know, they watch the playoffs, is that D'Lo wasn't even on the court for his team at the end of the game. Um, so yeah. that, that that's probably it. And he didn't play very well in that series either. So, and... I think that's the better reason everyone, you know, is going to note to invite. You're right. The the national people, particularly, that's the last thing. Simon's is 80 on CBS and Russell isn't ranked. So he's at least at least 21 ahead of him. Okay, I'll say this. D'Lo should be ahead of Buddy Heald. D'Lo should be ahead of Buddy Heald. I don't think Heald's ranked on CBS's list. Yeah, I would. I was very surprised to see he was in the top 100 love buddy as a shooter that's all he does though. i yeah and and i like him as a shooter too but i mean yeah it's seriously i, I don't get the love for him at all as a player in general like 
I don't think he's a super attractive asset to your team, period. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think Russell's a better player than Buddy Heald. But yeah, these other guys, I don't know, like they bring certain things, just like D'Lo brings certain things. They have pretty mm-hmm. glaring flaws. D'Lo has pretty glaring flaws. They're super inconsistent. D'Lo is super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Kind of a horse apiece. I don't know, put him wherever. Like I don't, I'm not going to get too fired up about who's 90 and who's 101 or whatever, but true. <laughs> so I kind of understand all of it. It is interesting that Russell Westbrook, with all the slander continues to make these top 100 lists. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the, the the one thing, and this is this is glass half full with D'Lo, but 94th percentile offensive estimated plus minus last season. So that's not only factoring in what he does, but what the team did offensively when he's on the floor. And and again, those of us who watched D'Lo consistently last year, you saw the impact he had on the players around him yeah. on offense while not having good individual shooting numbers. I think there's a world this year where just given Rudy more pick and roll, less attention on D'Lo, where D'Lo's individual offensive numbers do become more efficient this season. And if the overall offensive impact holds, like D'Lo could be a very, an, an even more statistically impactful offensive player. And then it's not a high bar defensively if he can just be a defensive guy who tries. Like, I I do think D'Lo could, even four months from now, we could be viewing D'Lo as, oh yeah, he's, it's a no-brainer he's better than De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton or or whoever it is because of the construct of the roster that, that D'Lo's in, I think will help him. Yeah, and well, I, I would say like, if he wanted to be, D'Angelo Russell could be like 60th or 50th on this list. Um, it's mm-hmm. just... It, it just doesn't show itself um, for yeah. months at a time. I mean, that's, that's always it. Like defensively, we've seen it when he, when he wants to be a player right. who is contributing to the team defense, he does so. Um, and then mm-hmm. other times he does not want to do that. Um, and right. then offensively, it, it just like, as a whole, we see like three weeks at a time where he just shuts down. And sometimes yeah. that's being out for four games. And sometimes that's essentially being out for four games. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. It's like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be 60 on this list? Because you certainly can be. We've seen you right. at your best and you are easily a top 60 player. But there are also times where you are unplayable. And mm-hmm. so that's how you end up off these lists because sometimes you're 200 and sometimes you're 50. So it's it's kind of on him. It's an average, yeah. Nope, I think I think that is that is well put. Um, to recap the, the guys we have at center, we have Rudy at 29 on CBS. Fourth among centers, 18th overall uh, by ESPN. Cat is 20th on CBS. Fifth amongst power forwards, 13th overall by ESPN. Jaden McDaniels, no s- small forwards on the Wolves listed. Ant, 32nd uh, overall on CBS. Fifth among shooting guards, 25th overall by ESPN. And then D'Lo, not ranked um, in CBS's top 100 or their top 22 point guards, but 93rd overall for ESPN. I think we did it, Chase. Let's make some football picks. We made it. We made it. We made it. All right. So last week in Chase at my first uh, attempt at picking NFL games, I picked two two players from the Thursday night football game. Uh, I picked Justin Herbert to get less than 285 and a half passing yards. That was wrong. I picked Juju Smith-Schuster to have more than 60 and a half receiving yards. That was wrong. So 0-2, Chase, you went 1-1. Um, you had CEH, uh, more than 16 and a half receiving yards. That was correct. Mike Williams under or less than 17 and a half receiving yards. That was, was wrong. Like 
a quarter and a half. Game, yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was. So let's uh, let's make two more picks again with Jace. We're just picking from the Thursday night football slate, which is Browns Steelers on Thursday night. Jace, what is your first pick? You go first this time. Okay, I'll go first, first last time. time. I think this one's a lack. Mitch Trubisky more than 0.5 interceptions. Okay. I mean, I'm picking that Trubisky throws a pick in in this okay. game. He's thrown it 71 times through the first two weeks. That I guess that's not a, a high volume thrower, but I mean, he, he and he has one pick in those in those 71 attempts. So it feels like I mean, it, at worst, like that's an even money bet for it being 50-50 that he throws a pick. I could easily see Trubisky throwing three picks, though, on, on Thursday night. So I'm taking more than 0.5 picks for Trubisky. Okay, I'm going to go over nine and a half rushing yards for Mitch Trubisky uh, because wow. I think he'll be kind of running for his life a little bit with that <laughs> Cleveland defensive front. So I'm going to guess he gets to like 15 yards. Um, okay. Not that he plays well, but just that he scrambles around enough to get over nine and a half rushing yards. I, I like that one. Um, I did a less than... For my second pick, I'm going to say Amari Cooper less than 51 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Cooper obviously had a, I think he had over 100 and a and a touchdown in in week two. Still Jacoby Brissett throwing him the ball. I think this game features maybe the two worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, and one of them, uh, Jacoby Brissett, is throwing Cooper the ball. 51 and a half. I don't feel as strongly uh, about that as I do the Trubisky one, but I will take, because I don't want to be the person who only takes more thans. Um, yeah. I will take, uh, you know, you got to like discipline yourself to like find uh, a less than. So I have Cooper less than 51 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do the same thing. Uh, so in this game, I think it's going to be another game where Cleveland is ahead um, and controlling the game. At that point, they want to run more. That was kind of the game script last week. Donovan Peoples-Jones had one target, no receptions after an 11-target, six-reception game when they were trailing. I think they're going to control the game, so under two-and-a-half receptions for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Okay. I, I kind of like him as a player. I think he's average. Yeah, I no, I know. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate the pick. Maybe that's just wishful thinking because I, I picked him up um, in my, my very deep league where I need flex help. Um, but, again, it's, it's the Jacoby Brissett thing and Cleveland's plan is to run the ball. That yeah, nice. I think if, if Cleveland's an underdog in a game, like, sure, you can throw Donovan Peoples-Jones out there. Like, I, you know, he's he's literally it's oh, he's on my bench. and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But any games where you think Cleveland can control the clock and yeah, um, I think this will be one where they can. Like you mentioned, like the mm-hmm. Trubisky interception and whatnot, like I think Cleveland wins this game and I don't think it's going to be because Brissett's slinging it around. I, that's I, I think that's a, a fair bet right there. Um, as always, if you want to play along with uh, us on Prize Picks, you can create an account at PrizePicks.com or on the Prize Picks app. Promo code Dane for a hundred dollar sign up bonus. Again, Prize Picks is a daily fantasy game, not a sports book, which means it is something you can play in Minnesota. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of you um, joined Prize Picks last season as we were doing some of these picks for for the Wolves season. We'll do that again once once the Wolves get here. But if you want to create an account. Uh, play some of these uh, NFL games with uh, with Jason and I or Kyle and I. Uh, do that again. PrizePicks.com, PrizePicks app, promo code Dane. Jace, last thing, what do you got going on on Inside Purple and Gold, uh, your Vikings podcast with Dane Mizutani? Um, shorter week, so we only did two episodes this week. 
if you listen to this last episode, it was entirely bashing Kirk Cousins um, <laughs> after that minute, after that Philadelphia game. Not only like a poor performance, but just kind of again shriveling under the spotlight um, and looking like his old self and the version that, frankly, you always wonder is good enough um, if it's good enough or not, and you think it's not good enough to lead the Vikings to anywhere of relevance. That guy came out again just in week two of the Kevin O'Connell era, and I think that led to a lot of optimism waning. So that was the last conversation uh, Dane and I had, and you know now we'll preview Detroit, and I think that's going to be a very entertaining, sneaky game uh, that really could go either way. So we'll dive into that one later this week. What did you think with, like, I mean, Kirk with all those picks, it just seemed like he was, like, so much more willing to, like, just throw it up there and, like, say, Jefferson, like, go win this like i felt like in, in a lot of ways it felt like a classic kirk performance sure underwhelming but that kind of felt different to me am i am i am i wrong in saying that it just felt I, like kirk was forcing I, it a little bit more i normally don't disagree like i thought him throwing more interceptions would be a good thing for minnesota because he's giving guys a chance but mm-hmm. like the last one and the one he threw with the exact play before that was not that um yeah. that is an arm punt uh and you don't do that from the four yard line i think the biggest thing for me was okay this is clearly like a jailbreak blitz both times not disguised whatsoever and you didn't mm-hmm. check into something hot um you just kind of ran the play and just threw it to a place where even justin jefferson couldn't get it. like darius slay was the only guy who could have made a play on either ball um that was panic to me uh that was a guy who had just kind of frankly that was folding um and that's what I saw there. Like the other ball, the one where Jefferson didn't come across Slay's face, like didn't run the route correctly. That's one where I think you could say, okay, he's blanketed, but you're giving Justin Jefferson a shot. And obviously Jefferson screwed that one up. So not as much problem with that. I think the other two were horribly forced throws that had yeah. like 0.0% chance of <laughs> a positive outcome. Uh, that's a, that's a far uh, smarter and more well articulated uh, argument that that I could make, but yeah, that was that was underwhelming. Again, if you want to check out Jace and Dane Mizutani, um, their podcast is called Inside Purple and Gold. There, um, check that out wherever you get your podcast. Jace, um, I will see you on Monday at Media Day, and then on Wednesday we'll actually have some sort of fodder to to talk about off of that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I would like to say we have real basketball to talk about, but we see like two seconds of practice, so we <laughs> actually won't. But we will have more real basketball quotes to talk about, and I that's guess that's right. something. And we will we will squeeze every drop out of those uh, next Wednesday with Chase. Um, until that, sorry, Jason, kept you a little bit longer today. But uh, until next time, uh, he's Chase Frederick. You follow him on Twitter at Chase Frederick. I'm Dane. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.